Hey there, friend. Listen, I want to invite you to join me for an upcoming presentation I'm offering called How to Shift from Willpower to Want Power. If you're tired of feeling like you have the best of intentions with food and weight, only to have it all fall by the wayside by the time your head hits the pillow at night, then this is for you. If you're interested in making permanent weight loss easier and less of a struggle, then this is for you. If you're curious what want power is, which you probably should be, and can't wait to learn how to incorporate it into your journey toward peace and freedom around food, then this is for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Wednesday, May 1st, 2024, at both noon and 7.30 p.m. Central Time Zone. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a really good time together. But if you can't make either of those days, I'm not going to make you get a replay emailed into your inbox only for it to get lost and never be watched no matter how deeply you want to make time to go through it. Because I mean, honestly, who are we kidding? (laughs) We've all done this, including me. No, instead, we are offering multiple watch parties for several days after the live presentation. So come watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will be worth your time for sure. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash want power. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash w-a-n-t-p-o-w-e-r. See you there. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 132. Welcome to Weight Loss for Busy Physicians, the podcast where busy doctors like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the weight so you can feel better and have the life you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Hey, what's up, my friends? How is it going? So glad to be here. It's actually 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) And I am recording this podcast for you for a couple of reasons. I just had the most amazing call. I don't know if I've told you guys, but I now have my regular six month long weight loss for doctors only program, but I also have a continuation program for those who've completed that program. And it is absolutely amazing. And I had a call for them. And it's just so fun. And I just love them so much. And it's just, we just have the best time. So anyway, I finished that up and I have to get this podcast recorded because I am getting a new desk tomorrow. And so I have to kind of tear my office up. We recently got our house, our first floor repainted. And I found this desk. It's kind of a long story, but I found it. It's actually like Swedish. (laughs) So I've been waiting, no joke, literally six months for all the pieces to arrive But it's going to be awesome because, you know, my closet office, it's so tiny. This is going to take up less space. So it should feel slightly less closetish in here, (laughs) which I'm looking forward to. But basically the pieces, it all hangs off of the wall. And Matt and I are definitely not people who should be hanging something like that. That's going to hold weight and computers and things like important things like that. So we have hired someone to come, a professional to come and hang that. And he's coming tomorrow. And I think that's a great idea, but that means that I'm not able to record a podcast while all this stuff is going on and I have to get it done for you guys. So here I am, super excited, 10 p.m. Let's do it, (laughs) 10.04. I'm in, let's go. 
So I want to talk to you today about choosing the right weight loss program for you and finding it. And so many of you come to me and ask me how you should be eating. Since most of you are physicians, you also want to know the research then. You want to know what the data shows. You want to know what the science indicates is the best and most effective method of losing weight. But if you've been following the scientific literature on weight loss for longer than really (laughs) about like three seconds, then you know that the science is changing all of the time. I mean, for so long, we thought that eating low fat was going to be the solution. Remember? (laughs) Snack wells. And all that did was jack up our hormones and make us fatter than ever. I mean, remember Olean or Olestra? Remember that? (laughs) That fat-free fat in quotes, (laughs) that was basically undigestible. I mean, we humans created something that had anal leakage as one of the primary side effects, all in the name of eating a low-fat diet, right? Remember that? So funny. I don't think I ever tried it. I was too scared. (laughs) I was like, anal leakage? No, thanks. (laughs) But over the years, right, dairy has been out and then in again. Gluten has been out and then in again if you're not sensitive. There's all kinds of elimination diets. Now there's keto and paleo and Whole30 and lectin-free and vegan and vegetarian and counting points and counting calories and counting macros and eating small meals five to six times per day and eating soy-free or grain-free or oil-free, but not fat-free, just not oil. You can have other fat, but just not oil. (laughs) And low carb, high fat, and then back to high carb, low fat again. Some people are promoting that again now. So here's the thing. All of these ways of eating have the potential to help you lose weight. Every single one of them. (laughs) Really, it's truly true, right? We're like, low fat diets don't work. Well, they do when you don't eat a whole bunch of crap with them, right? (laughs) And if you follow them, you generally will be able to lose weight. And if you followed them forever, you would keep that off. So how are you supposed to decide from all of these different options? It really can feel so overwhelming. But the real kicker with having so many options with weight loss is how easy it is to switch around. And here's the thing, when you have only one good option and tons of terrible options, you're so much more likely to keep going with the good option, even when it gets hard or boring, right? You're just like, no, this is the good option. But these days with so many options, when one thing isn't working out, it's very easy to believe that the problem is the program and that's just not the right one for you. And what we end up having then are what I like to call diet hoppers, <laughs> right? And when we're wanting to leave the diet that's uncomfortable and doesn't seem to be working, which is usually code for the diet that I'm just not actually following anymore, right? <laughs> then we're diet shoppers. Have you ever diet shopped? I totally have. I would ask friends what they were doing, I searched online. I crowdsourced on Facebook, I watched videos, all trying to find that one person who was really going to understand me and what I needed. Here's the deal. Are there certain ways of eating that are more likely to help your body release extra fat than others? Based on the current research, yes, there are. And I've told you all about it on the early episodes of this podcast. So if you haven't listened to those, make sure you go back and listen. But if we're being honest, will those recommendations change? Probably, 
right? They probably will. But it seems to make sense to follow what's currently working now rather than trying the diets that we know don't work, right? Like lots of sugar and very low fat. One of the biggest problems with any diet program you read about or sign up for is that they give you an eating plan. You might be like, wait, that's a problem? (laughs) Why is that a problem? That's what I'm looking for. But here's the deal. This is what they do. They tell you what to eat and what not to eat. Some tell you how often to eat too. They give you recipes and meal plans and shopping lists. Some of them have apps. They make it as easy as possible, or at least they try to. They want to make it as easy for you to implement as possible so that you'll stick with it and get some results. And we love them for that, right? We want to outsource our overweight problem to someone else and get the solution just handed to us. And this all sounds amazing until we find out that it just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. Like, I really wish it did. (laughs) This realization is really honestly kind of disappointing. I am all for outsourcing everything we possibly can, but weight loss just doesn't work that way. In fact, I think it's a good idea to outsource other things like cleaning and laundry and yard work to free up the time that you need to do this work that's required to lose weight. Like actually finding that time by having other people do those things that you don't need to be doing. Losing weight is only partly about what foods you eat and when and how you prepare them. Yes, this is an important part and it does need to be addressed. It does need to be addressed, but it's not the real solution, which is why so few people lose weight and keep it off after following one of these eating plans. Like less than 1% of people keep it off. I mean, 1% if we're being generous, right? So when you think about finding the right weight loss program for you, be sure that you understand what you're really asking. What most of us are asking is, how can I lose the most weight in the least amount of time possible, right? We're all in a hurry. (laughs) We are not thinking about how sustainable it'll be, or if it's a way of eating that we're willing to commit to for life. I've even had the thought plenty of times, let me just do this to lose the weight. And then once I'm thin, then I'll figure out how to eat to maintain. Guess how many times that worked? (laughs) Big fat goose egg, zero times. (laughs) So what's the part that's missing? Because pretty much all of the available weight loss programs will help you lose weight if you follow them, follow them forever. What's missing is the help we need to figure out why we aren't following them and following them forever right? My physician clients are always surprised when they figure out that their overeating actually doesn't have anything to do with the food. The food is just the way to deal with the negative emotions they're feeling in their lives. And so often they're like, hey, I know you always say that, but I kind of thought I was exception, didn't really apply to me. And oh my gosh, it's true. It's really not about the food. I'm like, yes, I'm telling you. (laughs) And, you know, they're like the rest of us. They're not walking around all day thinking, why am I not willing to feel my emotions? You know, they're thinking, why can't I stop eating against my own will? Why can't I stop snacking and eating at night, especially after I promised myself earlier in the day that I wouldn't do that, right? Regular diet programs will just tell you to try to not do that. They'll literally just say, when you want a snack, just don't. Stay connected with that fit and trim body that you want. Don't do it. I don't know about you, that just never 
worked for me when I was super stressed at work or was more exhausted than I could ever imagine. There was more to it and I didn't know how to excavate that. I don't think that I was even really aware that there was something else, but I did know that what I was doing was not working long term. There had to be something else going on. So the right weight loss program for you is the one that you're willing to follow for the rest of your life. And when we hear that though, we're so reluctant, right? We're reluctant to give up the food and the wine that brightens up our day or gives us something to look forward to or makes the bedtime routine tolerable or helps us connect with other people in our lives. And that reluctance is proof that there's more to it than just the food. We have to learn how to live our lives without the food and maybe possibly alcohol making life better. We have to learn how to make life better on our own without the food and alcohol. This is exactly why I have my clients create their own eating plan. I don't tell them what to eat. I give them suggestions and help and resources, but ultimately they decide what their plan is because they're the only one who knows their life and what will work for them. I always say that I haven't found one doctor where we couldn't come up with some solution that would work around their lifestyle. Each individual physician's schedule and responsibilities vary so much that honestly, there's no possible way that I could create a blanket plan for everyone. But by following some basic guidelines and then creatively problem solving, we come up with a plan that really, truly works for them. And when you're the one who's created the plan, you own it. Nobody is making you do it. There's no outside person or program to rebel against. There's nobody to people please so you can get the gold star. All there is, is you and the plan you made. And that's when you start figuring out what your relationship is with yourself and how much integrity you have with yourself. That's when you open up the possibility of doing the real work that's required of you to lose weight. And that real work is cleaning up your relationships, especially your relationship with yourself. It's looking at what you think and believe about yourself and learning to not only accept yourself as you are, but actually loving yourself. It's learning to be alone with yourself without distractions like food, alcohol, technology, or otherwise. It's being willing to feel all of your feelings. It's being kind and gentle with yourself while still kicking butt and being the awesome badass that you are. And that's ultimately what's missing when we focus on how many grams of carbs we're eating or how to still eat bread while staying in ketosis, right? All of that is just nonsense, those food discussions. And while thinking about what you're eating is necessary and useful at times, it can just turn into a complete distraction from what really needs to happen to solve the weight problem permanently. And that's really what I see with so many women. This is really the hard work that most people never do. And because they never do it, they spend their lives yo-yoing up and down and up and down, usually gaining ever more weight as they go along. I'm sure you can think of many people with this experience, (laughs) including possibly yourself, right? So how do you start digging into this deeper stuff? Many of you tell me that you've tried thought downloads, but they just end up kind of being like a to-do list or 
a superficial rundown of what happened that day. It's kind of like a diary entry versus something that's actually deeper and more meaningful. And here's the deal. That's totally normal, especially at first. But what I want to do today is share with you a tool that has personally been hugely helpful for me and I think is a super easy way for you to get started with this thought work. And so the tool is called Thinking Time, and it's where you take time to think. Just think. There's no distractions, no listening to podcasts or audiobooks or other content of any kind. Just turn your phone to do not disturb mode. (laughs) You dedicate that time to just being with yourself, and all you're allowed to do is look around or out the window and think. I personally, if possible, like to do my thinking time while walking. It's a little bit meditative for me. Back in my days when I ran, this was a million years ago, I would often get a lot of really good thinking done while I was running. And so I can recreate that with walking now. But a thinking walk is not like a regular walk. So I can't bring the dogs with me. I can't listen to anything like a podcast or anything. My only job is to walk and think, walk and think walk and think. So it's really important that you don't have an agenda for your thinking time. You can't have a goal to have something figured out or solved by the end of it. That goal will mess up your thinking time actually. (laughs) So it's just time to think and what comes of it is what comes of it. You're just open and accepting of that. But here's why this is so powerful. Your brain is the most amazing computer that we have way better than any machine built today. It has so many answers and so much insight for you, but you don't know how to access all that wisdom because for the most part, it's getting drowned out by all of the visual and auditory input we have all day. Listening to things and watching things and running from one thing to the next, we don't even really know ourselves because we don't spend any meaningful time with ourselves. And so when we are looking to all these programs that have the answers for us, we think other people and other companies have the answers for us, right? We're totally like, no, 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 that one blogger has the answer or Weight Watchers has the answer. But here's the deal. I mean, I think that most people would be doing that if that worked long-term. It might work short-term, but it's probably not going to work long-term. So instead of asking other people to come up with the solutions for you, what you do during thinking time is you create those solutions for yourself. So this can be very uncomfortable though. Have you ever noticed, have you ever been at a restaurant? Maybe this is you too, like with one other person. So there's the two of you there and the other person gets up to go to the bathroom. So one person gets up to go to the bathroom. It is like clockwork that the person still sitting there will pull their phone out and start looking at something on their phone. Like we are so uncomfortable sitting there by ourselves that we cannot even sit for a couple of minutes while someone steps away for a moment. And I noticed for myself doing that too, standing in line thinking, oh, I should look on my phone. Or I'll even think like, oh, this is a good time for me to just catch up on that one thing or send that one text or get that one thing done, reply to that email, whatever it is. But I on purpose don't let myself do that. If my husband gets up to step away for a moment, I will notice the desire and that urge to check my phone and just be with it. 
and practice being with it. I'll often tell myself, no, this is good for me. This is good for me to to be here and just do this. I do this pretty often. Like when I was just in Amsterdam a few weeks ago, I could have taken an Uber to the airport and instead I decided to take the public transportation and take the train. I'm like, this is good for me. It's good for me in a foreign country to figure out how to take the train to the airport when I have the time to spare, you know? <laughs> it's good to, to challenge yourself. So think about that. If you're one of those people who has to have your phone in your face every second, right? You you aren't able to be with yourself. This is even 10 times more important for you. So, so, so important that you learn to spend some time with yourself and think. So if you do thinking time sitting down, feel free to write down your insights. A little harder when you're walking, right? But you can do it when you get done. And you use the pen and paper to help you think when you're sitting down doing thinking time. So I don't suggest that you do this on a computer because it's too easy to get distracted with different notifications and beeps and boops and the apps doing things and showing you little numbers and stuff like that. So just avoid that. You can just start and see where your brain takes you, or you could start with a question for yourself. And there are so many good ones. (laughs) And I suggest that you think about what you want your next thinking time topics to be and then keep a running list. So you can be like, oh, hey, I should totally do some thinking time on that. Let me just write that down. And then when thinking time comes, you pick your topic. So here's just a few ideas just off the top of my head. Why do I always get so frustrated with my medical assistant? That would be a good one. (laughs) What is my opinion of myself and why? Why does it bother me when someone else is upset with me? What am I making my child's behavior mean about me and about my child? What do I really want to accomplish in my life? Where in my life am I doing really well? And why do I believe that about myself? What are all the things that I'm doing right now that are right? I mean, I could literally go on and on. So give yourself, aim for like half an hour if you have it. 45 minutes is even better, but five or 10 is a great place to start. So trust me, I'm the kind of person like, well, I don't have an hour, so I might as well not start. So, so just give yourself a carve out that time, set a timer and just think, even if it's just five minutes, it's like a muscle, it will build, you'll get better at it and you'll start to really love it. This will seriously change your life if you do it regularly, I promise. All right. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm going to get ready for bed. (laughs) You have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Did you know that you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to katrinaubelmd.com and click on free resources.